Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Everybody, thank you so much for joining Solaris Blue Raven and me for this evening's uh, discussion. It's going to be a good one. And first, I want to thank Ken Quiethawk for his amazing intro. As always, uh, he and his wife are native storytellers. Please check them out on the internet because if you've never experienced native storytelling, um, you'll find it is a an amazing way that the Native Americans, the first people. Um, had of preserving their cosmology and their history and their their legends and their and their traditions and uh it's a magical it's a magical magical skill that that is falling to the wayside you know unfortunately as generations get older and older but it's something that they have been preserving and they have they have quite a few CDs so check it out on the internet because it is definitely something to experience and think about preserving with your own family. Sometimes writing things down isn't the best way, but talking it constantly so that people have it ingrained within their consciousnesses is often a better way to kind of share family history and and the magic that goes along with it. So tonight, uh, Solaris and I are continuing our exploration of Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of All Ages. Um, as with everybody else, we both took a look at the big book and said, holy mackerel, I'm not sure I can get through it. So what we're doing is picking chapters and going into them once a month. And um, tonight we have The Mystery of the Apocalypse. Apocalypse. But, you know, there there are a few other things we want to talk about first. So... Welcome to the show, Solaris. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again, Barbara. Always, always, always. <laughs> and and as usual, you know, other topics have come up, and, and we certainly are going to get into the mystery of the apocalypse because it is kind of interesting. But but the energy of the times and, and, and what we're going through, what humanity is going through at this particular point in time is fascinating, and so many things are going on that that people should be aware of. 
and and uh, we were talking about how the energy is shifting and changing, and how it it probably people are probably feeling um, confused and maybe sad, and and you know it's it's not not necessarily a a um, a holiday time energetic. It's it's what's going on worldwide, and and then some. So there are shifts and changes mm-hmm. going on. And and I, I mentioned to you earlier that that you know I felt a great sadness uh, a few days ago, and I couldn't figure out what it was because I had nothing to be sad about. And yet this it weighted me down. And then I realized it wasn't my sadness; it was more of a global sadness and and a tiredness mm-hmm. and. And um, that that recently I've noticed that a lot of my friends are sleeping a lot, are very, very tired, they're exhausted. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's usually for me a sign of depression of some sort. And yet, you know, if you talk to them, they would say, I, I'm not depressed, I have nothing to be depressed about. And yet I think there's another level of something going on with the consciousnesses of everybody that that is invading all aspects of life, and we're beginning to see it more and more and more um, as the mm-hmm. days go by. I agree. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it might be the atmosphere condition too. You know, this whole stress with this whole shutdown that started. This has been going on and on for over a year. So I'm sure that that mm-hmm. really takes its toll on people, energetically speaking, psychologically speaking, and would definitely make them tired and fatigued. And I will tell you, point blank, I think that the mask in general, will definitely suck some oxygen. So that's gonna, that's not going to help either. I think there's a lot of components to why people are feeling the way they are. But I can tell you there's something lost here. And in my opinion, uh, when I observe it, it feels like there's something that's not, there's no spirit. There's like the spirit is getting snuffed out every day. And I'm not sure, um, I'm sure, it's, you know, there's those of us who are holding the light, running the light, but there's a lot that it's just like void. It's like a dead zone. And I, I've been noticing that. So maybe that's what you're, you're honing in on is just this, this darkness that's there that's just stagnant. There's nothing there. There's nothing growing. Well, I think yes, all, yes to all of that, and and the fact that um, and and I mentioned this to you earlier too that that I've noticed animals are becoming more aggressive, mm-hmm. and you know I've I've noticed it with with my cats I've noticed it with friends who have dogs I've noticed it with friends who have horses um and my my feeling my sense is that and and and, and you know you know I will find a conspiracy in a tube of toothpaste so um <laughs> I I really feel that the powers that be whatever they are 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 transmitting an energy a frequency on a frequency that we can't hear but that the animals are picking up on and mm-hmm. it's triggering aggression within them and um you know if, if it was just my cats i'd think okay they ate the wrong cat food or something I, you know i would i would really write it off but it's not just my cats it's it's my neighbor's cat who is I mean, she named it Ding Dong because it is absolutely stark raving mad, and I think it has post traumatic stress. But, but, mm. and then two friends of mine, three friends of mine, have dogs that are suddenly attacking. Um, that that 
have been family dogs and lovely, sweet puppy dogs, and then suddenly um, one friend has has two dogs and they they killed the family cat. Um, oh, that's terrible. Another another friend um, they have. Um, they had a family dog that they have loved. It's a sweet, wonderful puppy, and it loves everybody. It loves children, and, and family members came into the house that the dog had never met, and the dog attacked the woman. And, and wow. they, put a muzzle, they put a muzzle on the dog, and then later on, um, she was coming out of the bathroom. The dog, the dog at, you know, lunged at her but had a muzzle on, but if it had hmm. not had a muzzle on, it would have hurt her horribly. Um, another friend who has horses, and they have become aggressive, fighting and you know kicking the bejesus out of each other. And wow. so, um, it's it's and and those are just people I know. Um, so I really feel that there's a frequency being broadcast that 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 will promote aggression. And and I have I've done you know, a little reading here and there like I said I, I can find conspiracy everywhere but and I do believe that they are looking to trigger aggression in in certain aspects of the population so that we may well see um, rioting and things like that going on above and beyond mm-hmm. what, what is normal and, and at this point Lord knows what's normal but, but mm-hmm. I mean you are more attuned to frequencies than most, have you noticed a change? Well, I've noticed a lot of different types of changes. I haven't seen the animal thing going on, but what comes to mind, and I, I know we talked about this just briefly before we went live, but um, the idea behind, yeah, I, a weaponization of the biodome, I believe, absolutely. I think there are, are many different types of frequencies that are being deployed that are literally affecting people psychologically, and that could affect the animals as well. So I'm not discounting that at, at all. One thing I can tell you is that I don't have tinnitus. But I, I have noticed for the past, oh, I don't know, over a year now, that loud, loud frequencies in my house. And it's not coming from my ears. When I walk into the room, I can hear it. And it's like it's uh-huh. being broadcast at this place. So that's something new um, that I've noticed. And I've, I've mentioned this on air on my other shows. But so, you know, it is what it is. But it, I'm sure that can affect any animal or anybody else who's sensitive. So that comes to mind as well. Another thing that I was looking at when you were talking about these animals, uh, besides that, you know, we talked about perhaps maybe some bigger earth changes happening, maybe earthquakes that they're honing in on that's causing them to get just more hostile. But what's going on with the people they're attacking? I'm thinking maybe there's something going on with the people. Are they psychologically um, off or something like that? Or maybe is, is the injection triggering the animals to behave that way? I know that's a stretch, but you never know. Well, I you know, and this is now, now. This is going to sound really weird, but you know, every time I say something that's really weird, you know, within the year it happens, and then I, you know, I, I will share it usually okay, with Barbara. my friend Jeannie, <laughs> and, and you know, and and you know, I I said to her, I said to her about a year ago, you watch, they're going to take the pandemic stuff, they're going to push it to the point that it becomes so severe that. They have to declare martial law, and they will stop the elections in 2024. I wouldn't be surprised. And, that sounds about right. And and Alex Jones just came out with it today. Is that right? I said wow. It a, I, I said it a year ago. Did he hear your show? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen, you're always spot on, so, you know, that doesn't surprise me. It, it, it's... it's um, 
you know, I I I write I don't write this stuff down and put it on the website because I think it just some of it is just so ridiculous that I can't believe that would it would be that. But the one thing that that I did see that that you know I've mentioned to a few people and I'll mention it here. Um, I saw them putting vaccine or what seems like vaccine into airplanes and spraying the population with it. Oh, wow. I would not be surprised at all. Not and, at all. And, and it just, it was like, you know, over areas of dense population, you know, kind of kind of like they used to do the crop dusting, but this is with mm-hmm. vaccine or something like the vaccine, trying to Very get the nanotechnology into everybody. And, you know, you've heard it here, folks. If it happens within the next couple of years, I'm just going to tell Nostradamus to step aside. Um, <laughs> not not quite, not quite. But, oh, um, <laughs> well, you but, know, chemtrails you know, have a tendency to disperse all kinds of things. I mean, if you – and I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have tracked the, the geoengineering, which is uh, valid in the sense of what's been distributed through the air or dispersed. So, you know, when you're mentioning something like that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Not at all. Well, the chemtrails have little pieces of aluminum in them mm-hmm. and nanotechnology yep. in them. And and so it's in the air, it's in the crops, it's everywhere. I, I, the stuff I saw them spraying had to do with the vaccine or with COVID. I don't know if it's spreading mm-hmm. COVID or spreading the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you which it is. But both, both counts. Both counts. Yeah. Um, And and to me, it seems like they're going to force the country into martial law. And I don't know if it's going to be by 2022, you know, elect that. I I know and my feeling is there will be martial law declared to avoid an election. And I don't know if it's the 2022 or 2024. Very interesting. That sounds about right. Yes, me. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to mark this archive and be able to pull it back and say, see, they talked about it even then. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, it's just a conspiracy theory and, you know, people can ignore it or go poo-poo or whatever. But the other thing, too, that um, almost every year for the last decade or so, I've talked about the New Madrid fault line going off. And, you know, there have been a lot of... Um, there's been a lot of predictions that it's due to go off. For instance, a lot of the school systems along the New Madrid fault line have um, three-day survival packets for every student in the school. That's water and food mm-hmm. for three days. Um, there are, you know, they're anticipating it's going to go off. The last time mm-hmm. it went off, it was almost almost a nine-point we didn't have the, you know, how many, where is it on the Richter scale at the time, but it was an eight or nine, they think, on the Richter scale. Uh, bells in Philadelphia rang because of it. It was that severe. The Mississippi ran backwards. happened in 1838, 1839, if people want to check it out. It was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And And strange stuff has been happening along the line. People are literally preparing for it. I, of course, 
moved closer to it, which gives you an indication it's absolutely going to go off. Um, <laughs> well, maybe you'll stabilize <laughs> you it. Know. You never know. <laughs> no, I it's, doubt anything it. Anything <laughs> can happen. Anything can happen. Well, that's true. That's true. But um, I don't think last year I predicted it was going to go off. And, and and the reason that it hasn't, I think, is because I predicted it every year. So I will be predicting it's going to go off next year, just so it doesn't. Everyone mm-hmm. can thank me for that. Um, there you go. But, but, um, That's a good idea. But there in Chile, there was a 7.5 or 7.6 earthquake today, I believe, oh, okay. or yesterday. And it was all up and down the coast. I'm, I'm not sure where the, the, the epicenter was because there were a number of, there, there were like 11 quakes or, or um, following rumbles, whatever they're called, um, aftershocks. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, but they're, they're pretty substantial aftershocks. And, and I don't know, again, where the epicenter was, but, I mean, that's a huge earthquake. If it was in Chile, it would seem to me it would have set off a tsunami of some sort that would be rushing mm-hmm. across the Pacific as we as we speak. And I don't know if Hawaii is in the line of what that might be or not. Well, that's interesting. And I don't know. I don't know if a tsunami will go all the way across the Pacific, or if finally, or if it eventually peters out as it gets to the deep part of the Pacific. I'm not, I'm not that well versed in the in the depths of the Pacific. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and and you know, Japan could easily be hit. Taiwan could be hit um, mm-hmm. if there is a tsunami coming. And and knowing what's going on in that area of the country, anyhow, it could be it could be even more devastating. So, so we've got these earth changes happening. And have you, have you ever been in an earthquake? Oh yeah, when I was out in California, this was way back. I want to say it was in the seventies or the eighties. I can't remember now. Yeah, I remember it very clearly. And I remember it traumatized me to a point where whenever there was an aftershock, I'd run up. I'd be like half asleep, and I'd run into the like the doorway into the middle of the doorway. Stand, you uh-huh. know because. Uh, yeah, it's creepy. Uh, gas lines blew up and everything when I was out there. I can't remember what year it was. I was quite young, but yeah, I've been through those, and, and they're not they're not fun at all. And that was a pretty good one. We had um, it was only a three um, in New York, and this goes way back because I was t- I was still teaching, but I remember it clearly because um, it was springtime and the windows were open, and it hit. And I, it was the sound that got me. I heard the earth grinding. Mm. It was, it was just the most amazing sound I have ever heard. And then I looked, and the dog and the cat were both asleep on the floor. And I, I nudged them, and I said, "You're supposed to predict this. You know, you're supposed to tell me something like this is coming." So, um, did you know? Did you know? Strangely enough, what what. Um, one of the uh, warning systems they have in China is to know that there's an earthquake coming. No. What is it? The snakes come out of the ground. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's creepy, too. <laughs> well, yeah. well, at least you see the snakes coming. That, that's a good warning, though, huh? Absolutely. Apparently, you know, they have a, a sense that the vibration is coming, and they, they all come above ground to get away from the... Uh, the, the movement of the earth. Well, that's that said, 
but but yeah, I want to get back to this. You know, I know that that so much has been done and said, and and you know the um, is it the Panama syndrome where where um, where the the frequency was used to give people headaches and 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 you know. Um, mess with their brain and stuff like that. Oh, I think they, they were, called it the Havana syndrome or something, but then they were trying the to discount it and say, oh, that's not what it is. But no, it was a directed energy weapon anyway you look at it, and it can certainly create some serious issues down the road. So and that's a minor one. That's nothing compared to the stuff that I'm familiar with. I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad as it can be. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's it's just a matter of, okay, they're using energy as a weapon. I mean, look at look at mm-hmm. what the EMP, you know, bursts are and stuff like that. Again, energy. Um mm-hmm. and and I know they've done it on on people and I know that there there are frequencies that will make people aggressive and they don't have to be preconditioned. It just it triggers anxiety, anger and and aggression. Mm-hmm. And um, when you look at some of the riots that have taken place, for, for really, in, in many cases, no reason, or their reaction is just so above and beyond what one would anticipate that, you know, you kind of wonder what the heck happened here. Look at they burned down their whole neighborhood. I mean, mm-hmm, right. if I was going to like riot, I would not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. If I was if I was going to riot, I would not burn down my neighborhood because that's my neighborhood. You know? Yeah, it's crazy, I go down, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd burn down somebody else's neighborhood. I wouldn't burn down my own. <laughs> right. I, I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do something that stupid, um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to uh, inconvenience myself. I mean, you know, you don't mm-hmm. go out and you don't riot and burn down buildings and then say, okay, let's go home and get a beer. Oh, we seem to have burned down home. <laughs> Yeah, sense. it sounds like they're mind control, doesn't it? Or socially engineered, activated it, it, by some kind of a frequency, yeah. And 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 usually in 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 places where there is you there know, there there are um gatherings of, of um low income people, you know, not many rich people riot. Um it's it's usually those neighborhoods that, that have, you know, uh a poverty level that is that is that is sad and uh there's greater anxiety in those in those populations and they're easier to trigger into um mm-hmm. into anger and, and into violence. So Yeah. It's, it's there's nothing it's, to lose. You know, they don't have anything to lose, yeah. And and you know, we're looking at another you know, we're we're I think halfway through the Greek alphabet now with Omicron. And um, Oh jeez, I know. This is stupid. <laughs> it's also named after a constellation, yeah, or a constellation. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's you know I I don't um, I I don't know how they identify a variant. All I know is that you know for every year, for as long as I can remember, there's a new flu virus that that, that comes through, and they mm-hmm. use what's left over of the old virus of the old virus flu to make the new flu, um, you know, shot. So, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't make sense because they're preparing you to, de- they're defending you against something that has already died out and there's a new, there's a new version of it coming. So it doesn't make sense to me, but, mm-hmm. but then anything is better than nothing, I guess. 
but um so so you know it, it's sort of like we we have gone through so much that everybody's tired everybody's exhausted everybody and <laughs> i i keep hearing people say i want to get back to normal and there is no normal anymore no it's you can't get back no yeah it's it's been it's like yeah it's too late now but we're not going to live in this realm either so this has to change as well oh yeah in my opinion i mean this is not this is not workable for anybody in my opinion well i mean we've had a year and a half of it and um mm-hmm. too long everybody's everybody's tired and and from from what i have heard you know the the um the whispers here and there are that that um they're going to try to shut us down again and don't forget it that's not going to work yeah I don't see I that. <laughs> There's going to be some problems with that, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, look, look what Australia did, though. Oh, they I had, know. They were, they were restricted to their houses. They had two hours a day or a week, I can't remember which, they could go shopping. And that was it. <laughs> That's nuts. I don't know why the people um, tolerated that, to be honest with you. I, I can't imagine tolerating that kind of electronic prison. That's That's house arrest, beyond house arrest. But, you know, you get down to it, and the masks and everything are against the Constitution, and yet they're mandated, and people are, are adhering to them. Um, but it's not a law. The mandate is not a law. People don't have to. Technically, you're not supposed to have to comply with anything. If people were paying well, attention, but, you know. Yeah, Yeah, but look at the, the, the policemen and people like that that lost their pensions and their jobs. Because they wouldn't take a shot, right. but it's yep. but it's against the law to do that to them. But they did it to them anyhow. So where is yeah, the holding, law? There is no law. Now, I was talking about this the other day. It's, it's law to lawlessness at this point. It's it's a broken system in my opinion that needs to be reset. I mean, it's, it's just uh, it's too criminal. So many layers of criminal mm-hmm. activity that you can't make laws out of lawlessness anymore. If they're illegal and criminal, people creating these things, and and it's in violation of. Uh, what we found in this country on, then what's the point? Something has to be restructured. So, yeah, it's no good. It's out of control. Good. It really is. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we had we had in our in our attempt to get through Manley's book, and we've actually made a pretty good you know start at it. Um, there's enough material there for at least a year or two, anyhow. Um, <laughs> We have taken terms picking, and and my pick was the mystery of the apocalypse, and um, I I have to admit I was surprised at, at what was written. I, now everybody has to realize this book was written like a hundred years ago, so um, obviously research and all sorts of stuff has come in that 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 expands upon a lot of the topics we're going to be talking about. But in my mind, when you talk about the apocalypse, all I can hear and see is is those who are into Genesis, their, their, their uh, depiction of end times are coming and this is what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. when you when you read... What Manly P. Hall has in his book, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So it it's it it never occurred to me 
and, and, you know, this just shows you that, you know, sometimes you're so conditioned you don't think about stuff, really. But it never occurred to me that the biblical scholars who have been talking about the apocalypse being the end times, that they could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it never it never occurred to me that there could be many different interpretations for what St. John wrote. And, and there's also, there's also a, a great deal of um, controversy over whether St. John actually wrote Revelations, which, mm-hmm. which again, is, is something that, that we, we've come up against over and over in, in 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 Genesis and in lots of the books of the Bible, the, the the names that appear on the books are not necessarily the names of the people that actually wrote wrote the material. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's a lot of paganism so, involved too. When you look at it, it's a very interesting. It's very esoteric on a different scale. But what it, what it reminds me of is there's so many metaphors, and I think that people get wrapped up in the words, but they don't understand there's a symbolism behind it. You know. And I think that has a lot to do with how people read the future. Yeah, you're right. And I think what what I was so fascinated with was the fact that that this all happened at a time when Christianity was trying to get rid of paganism and paganism was trying to get rid of Christianity and paganism actually won when it comes to the book of Revelations. Mm-hmm. Because it's all symbolic; it has nothing yep. to do with with Rome, and and um, it has nothing to do with um, with with it, it, Revelations has nothing at all to do with our physical reality. It has to do with our spiritual aspect of what's going on inside of us. Mm-hmm. And when you look at when you look at revelations and 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 what what all of this is talking about, it, it the four horsemen of the apocalypse are levels of our own um, initiation of our our own moving through our spiritual um, the initiation of us into a more spiritual aspect um, within our reality, so that mm-hmm. so that it's not end times for humanity. It is beginning times for a new aspect of the human consciousness and spirit within this reality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's like going from one universe and, to the next. And isn't that interesting how people have misrepresented it over how many how many decades? Oh so that everybody's gosh, pro- well. projecting the fear. They're putting the they're putting the thought form into the hologram, and they're trying to manifest. They want so much to manifest this. And, and a lot of the people in the in the religious world, I think they're trying to do that so they, they can have some kind of closure. They think something wonderful is going to happen. And I'm telling you, the way it's been described here is, is yeah, it's, it's a journey within the self. Well, and and what to me was, um, I mean, I was, everybody should get this book because this book is a book that will make you think. And mm-hmm. when I... When I read through this material and 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 I and I and they went through, I mean I have I have a, a friend, a good friend, who swears to me that Jesus is going to come riding through the clouds on a white horse, with angels behind him, 
and you know that's it that's what's going to happen and according to manly people <laughs> that that is not what's going to happen but mm-hmm. but it's, it it has it has to do with levels of consciousness it has to do with understanding ourselves with with letting go of the the um what would you call it the base physical aspects of reality and taking your consciousness into a new level of understanding of the spirit that dwells within and how that spirit can manifest within reality and and can take you to a higher plane, a higher level of consciousness and and most probably I I did you get the feeling that as I did that that that, that transitions you and you transcend into another dimension? Mhm. Oh, absolutely. Once again, it's like alchemy. And this reminds me of the mystery school, you know, the mystery school teachings where it's all kind of encrypted to some level. People dive into it. And, and, and like I said, it's like metaphors. You go in through these corridors, but it's really about your own evolution, your consciousness and, and progressions through the world or how you experience this world and how you're um, going to phase, I would say phase, but maybe maybe transmute it alchemically into another lifetime or in another space time. So, yeah, that's what I see anyways. But it sure is different than the way it's being portrayed. Uh, from if you talk to anybody who's just you know religious. Oh yeah, the the the, the seven. Uh, I mean, in in many ways, um, Revelations was written by pagans who mm-hmm. were symbolically putting forth a story of spiritual evolution, but presenting it in a Christian form. And and it's almost like that, you know, that old, for, for those with eyes to see and ears to hear. I think that that's what, what's here, that, that that people on a spiritual journey will, will interpret all of this material far differently from those who are um, still caught up in the mundane physical reality. This is it. Sort of mm-hmm. like um, the Matrix. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's an eye-opener uh, on so many levels. Yeah, it was for me. I kept, you know, they were talking about seven this and seven that, and then they then they flat out said, this applies to the chakras. And right, and that's, I always knew that. I don't know about you. I've always known those seals were connected to the chakra system before I even read Manly P. Hall. Uh-huh. So to me, oh, it's, just, yeah, it's just like it, a no-brainer. Wait, sevens. There's sevens all over the place. They got they. To mm-hmm. me, that's saying you know the number seven means something. There's a spiritual aspect to it. It has, it has a great deal to do with with, um, you know, spiritual aspects. And it's not just that it's an, a number. It's referring to something else. And and depending on where you are in your own evolution, that 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 dictates the interpretation you put on it. And mm-hmm. and so so you know a, a Roman Catholic reading revelations will interpret this um according to you know the Bible. Right? But mm-hmm. but people with a spiritual background a metaphysical background and and this comes from you know the pagans, the Egyptians. You know they, they all of the mystery schools that were there. This is mm-hmm. this is where all of these concepts come in here. You know, 
you know, veiled by a Christian um, suggestion, but having nothing to do with Christianity. It's totally spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yep, very much so. Fascinating, isn't it? Well, that that and, like and because that. the because the Egyptian stuff is there too. Is it, there's a lot of mm-hmm. astrology there as well. So mm-hmm. you know, the, the I mean, you you and and astrological stuff. I mean, it's just there's so much symbology here in Revelations, and and you know, you you just it it sounded like like St. John was, you know, eating mushrooms or something when he wrote it. I agree. This. I thought that, too. Like the psychedelic or ayahuasca or something. Yeah. And then the wormwood thing, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just, you know, um, I think of him in a cave eating mushrooms and, and tripping out and uh, mm-hmm. and writing right. this down and saying, let's see what they make of this stuff. <laughs> Isn't it funny? So the pagans had the last laugh on the on the Christians. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's 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 probably <laughs> not the only place in the Bible that the pagans got their two cents in. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. when they got it in, they got it in. The Book of Revelations doesn't fit with any of the rest of it, right. except it's yeah. you know they they said it was written by Saint John the Divine, but but um, I don't know. I this this. This to me feels like it's mystery school stuff right up, you know, it's mm-hmm. mainline mystery school. It has nothing to do with, with with Catholicism or Christianity or for that matter, you know, Jesus. Um, and, and you know, I, I, I don't want to write him out of the picture at all, but, but he certainly is there symbolically. But it's a matter of... of you know, the, the the light comes from the Creator and from from Jesus, and so it it's it's to me it was. I sat there reading it, and I, I kept saying to myself, "Why have I never seen this before? Why have mm-hmm. I never seen this interpretation before?" Because um, certainly, um, Manly P. Hall's book has been out there for a long time, and yet this is not what is commonly, you know use this the description of it um i i have friends that really think um that that uh the end times are coming exactly as the bible um portrays it mhm yeah and, I know a lot of people are and, like that yeah and and you know you know they're they're putting up food and they're making ready for it and they're they're joining you know born again churches and and making you know, just just for coverage, just in case, and um, the seals and the four horsemen of the apocalypse—you know, all of it. Um, I, I, um, says here, the four horsemen of the, apoc- of the apocalypse may be interpreted to signify the four main divisions of human life: mm-hmm. birth, um, youth, and birth, youth. What birth, youth, um, maturity, and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 you know, and and that makes good sense. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's just it it makes you want to go back and look at everything and say, okay, where else can we, you know? And, and I think Revelations is the most obvious place you can look for the 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 mystery school stuff. 
I'm not sure mm-hmm. it's any place else, but it may well, if it's anywhere, it's in the Old Testament. It's not in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, why do you put it together in this book? Well, you know, <clears throat> it, it, it's a good question, and I'm going to have to find a biblical scholar and ask one. Just, mm-hmm. you know, Re- Revelation just doesn't seem to fit in the Bible at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. I agree. Well, that's funny because that's the only thing that was interesting to me when I read it. I, I wasn't drawn to the Bible in any formula. As a matter of fact, first time I ever looked at it when I was younger, I said, this isn't right. This isn't right. I don't know why. I just was scanning. I was like, this is all wrong. And I was just like really rejecting it. And now and I thought this one was intriguing. Revelations always intrigued me. Uh, so it's funny how, you know, it kind of correlates to some of this. Nothing really well, adds it, up, does it? I, it's funny. No. And and all of the symbology, um, you, you know, it just uh, and they talk about New Jerusalem and I I was mm. I have to admit I um, and the seven seals have you had you heard of them before I had I've heard of them but I didn't know exactly what they meant the seven seals mm-hmm. Well, like I was saying earlier, to me, they represented the chakra system, so that's how I associated them, but um, only through this, only through the revelations, you know, reading about it. But, no, I haven't heard an interpretation about it. I mean, they they also are are saying that the the four horsemen represent earth, air, fire, and water. Um, Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Which, yeah. I mean... And and you know of course it's it's all a matter of what interpretation works for you. So mm-hmm. in, in no way I I don't want anybody out there to think that I am saying you're all crazy. You've got it wrong. I'm I, what I am saying is I am intrigued by the different ways of interpreting this material. I don't know mm-hmm. what's what's absolute. Um, Manly P. Hall quotes other people in, in his interpretation, so I don't think he knew it either. But mm-hmm. these are interpretations that, that are worth looking at and taking into consideration, and if nothing else, saying, well, it's a pile of crap, but it's an interesting pile of crap. You know? yeah, there's I, a lot of I information kind of, in here. Yeah. yeah, I you know I kind of prefer to think... <clears throat> There's something to be said for everything. Mhm. Yeah, I find it interesting. I, I like the Manly P. Hall work. The more I start looking at even even all these chapters, I think that uh, it's really awesome in a sense of just putting your mind in a different space to assess something from a different perspective. So I think that he did a good job with this particular chapter. But yeah, I mean, when you talk about some of these things here, you know, they were representing um, so many different names, and yeah, they did mention. Let me look here for a second. There was something I was going to mention real quick. Well, we talked about uh, Dr. Rudolf Steiner, too. I thought that was interesting when he says, I ran their course at a period when the earth was still fiery and the first human incarnations were formed out of the element of fire. At the end of his earthly career, man will himself radiate his inner being outwards creatively by the force of the element of fire. I just thought that was interesting. Absolutely. I think that um, Steiner is is interesting, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So you get all these other people <clears throat> interpreting this, and suddenly you're looking at a whole at, at 
the, even the term apocalypse in a, in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, in in many ways, every day is <clears throat> is is part of end times because we're always, you know, coming into new beginnings and new phases. So that mm-hmm. end time doesn't mean we're going to blow up and disappear. It just means that there are changes ahead. And quite often those changes are changes that uh, <clears throat> we haven't been prepared for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, we're immortal beings. I think what people realize, once they realize that we're, you know, immortal beings, that energy and consciousness and, and the rest is just a ride, in my opinion. You know, do the best you can while you're here, I guess. But, yeah, it's interesting. I think people get too stuck into the words, though. You know, once again, they get too fixated on the linear and forget everything else. Yeah, they um, they they picture these. I mean, the descriptions are incredible. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to when you start to picture them in your head, um, <clears throat> they're they're terrific. Mm-hmm. But um, but then when you go into trying to decipher exactly what they mean, and <clears throat> and his 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 his, his descriptions make a great deal of sense. I'm not saying that this is absolute. I'm not saying I adhere to it. I'm not saying that this is, you know, I'm I'm not saying that this is this is absolute. I'm saying that it's interesting. I want to make it clear mm-hmm. to everyone that you know, when we go through all this work, we're looking at it and we're trying to put it out there, but both of us have our own ever-evolving concept of what's going on as far as our spirit goes. So, you know, catch us both on a different day and we'll have different aspects of, you know, what we think is going to happen. But as I look at all of it, as I hear people talking about, you know, what they think is coming and stuff like that, I keep I keep thinking, you know, it it's it's just a part of evolution. And mm-hmm. and the human spirit is having a chance here to really grow and change and evolve and, and <clears throat> excuse me, and transmute. And people who are so stuck in their ways that they, they are going, woe is me, woe is me, it's the end of times. It's not. Um, I, that, that I can promise everybody because, frankly, if it were the end of times, society would be at such a level that we would all be ready to go into another dimension, and that is not the case. So, Mm -hmm. Although they are leaving. They're transferring into other fields. I mean, a lot of death, a lot of transition. But, yeah, the world, it's just in flux. There's so many things happening here. Uh, It's, it's, you know, cycles of progression, really, when you look at it. And all based on thought, really. Well, and... You know, I think what people don't understand is, I mean, we're only talking about the last, what, 15,000 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then, then you go in, Then you go into an ice age, and then prior to that ice age, that went on for a long time, and prior to that, there were other cultures here. There were other mm-hmm. species here, most probably, mm-hmm. and and there may have been even other human forms here. And they got they got not wiped out, but I think they got evolved. They got moved to another time space. They 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. They're, they're, <clears throat> they're time, so that if you look at it, um, scientists say there have been five mass extinctions. There may have been more. The Earth is millions of years old and may have been the platform where spirits took physical form in in order to learn certain things, and when that time was done, they went back into spirit and then evolved onwards, or they came back as spirit again in another form to to learn and expand in other ways, spiritually speaking. Mm-hmm. But we're not the only dimension. There are many of them. And... Um, I would I would assume that they're all inhabited in one form or another by spiritual energies. I agree. Mhm. Yes, like a human consciousness. <clears throat> now I heard someplace that the earth plane was the only one in which there was a physical existence. Have you heard that? Well, I I don't know if I subscribe to that at all, but I'm sure somebody's quoted it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't ring for me though. It doesn't. I, I just don't. I don't resonate with it. So. I mean, I can't conceive of not having a physical body. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's that probably has happened. But I'm sure you can take a. You know, you can have a form in whatever field and whatever energy and dimension you're in. So you know, whether you call it physical or not, it's still an energy construct. And just to say, this is an yeah. avatar aspect from a projection from an off-planet design, anyway. Oh, it it absolutely could be. I mean, yeah, I'm just fine with calling mean. my body an avatar. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with calling my body an avatar. Mm-hmm. Same too. Um, yeah. And there are moments as this avatar gets older where I could do without some of the aging aspects to the whole thing. You need a younger but, avatar, um, see? You just need to get your <laughs> avatar design. And I want to do the same thing. <laughs> I'll get a younger version of myself or something more upgraded. That will work. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to sort of reverse the aging process, but continuing to move forward with the intellectual aspects and the spiritual aspects. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's a possibility at some point. In time. I think so. I think that's the whole idea is, is what you were describing earlier is spiritual progression and evolution. And, and at some point we move on, but we mm-hmm. take that whole collective of data with us, just like cellular memory and anything else. Wherever uh-huh. we go, we take the information. It sounds like we would anyway. I mean, you know, look how we remember things here even through the cellular access and, you know, whether you call it the flood Akashic or just our consciousness alone, we can access and dial into certain things for information. So where does that come from? It doesn't come from just being in school. So obviously we bring a database. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering um, what happens when we transition beyond human form. I mean, do the Earth experiences unlock parts of spiritual understanding and wisdoms that <clears throat> go beyond a physical form that that you know I can't conceive that we we arrive somewhere I think this mm-hmm. is a this is a journey for a great length of time so that mm-hmm. so that once beyond a human a humanoid form you know, where does it go? I mean, when you go into other dimensions, when, when I go into other dimensions, I do not have a physical body. Mm-hmm. But, but I your feel consciousness physical. is present. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm actually projecting. I'm aware that 
I never really see my body, but I know that it's part of me. It's really interesting. Maybe uh-huh. just an aspect of light, uh, an energetic version of myself, a copy perhaps. But yeah, I think uh-huh. there's some some replication to some degree, whatever we access, but it doesn't really show itself. There's no there's no need to really see that particular aspect, in my opinion. Yeah, when I when I do it, I just am. I don't look to see what right. kind of shoes I have or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's where the consciousness but thing is, comes in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I've been thinking about, you know, a long time ago, well, to 2017, four or five years ago, we did the um, remote viewing. Mm-hmm. And I think you were in on, in, in on a lot of those meditations. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I recently spoke with uh, James Tabor uh, because I'm going to do um, an interview with him in January on uh, a book he has on Jesus. And they have the publication date is 16-something, which which is obviously not true. And Mm -hmm. um, so when I spoke with him, you know, he said, you know, he he wasn't a time... a time traveler, but that would be another show. And it it made me wonder if <clears throat> now we we did the remote viewing into pyramids all over the place. Mhm. What if we did remote viewing into the past? Yeah, that's an idea. Well, that is time traveling. You're accessing a different timeline for a previous. I'm thinking some kind of it a would be program. I'm thinking to take, you know, to put the group together again and just say we're going to time travel. We're going to go That'd back in time. We're going to. Yeah. <clears throat> Couple of I think places. that would be cool. I mean, Let me know if you do that. I'd like to hop on with that. That sounds fun. I, I am I am definitely going to do that. I'm going to do it. And one of the first places I'm going to take everybody is, um, at least at this moment in time, please understand, this may be, um, I want to take people into the middle of the exodus. Oh, that's interesting. That'd be very interesting. Not, not, not. You know, the the exit from Egypt with all the horns blowing. Not, not, uh, not the golden calf part. I I want to take everybody into what it was like for forty years to travel, to gather manna, to eat manna what it was like um, <clears throat> because according to what I've read um, you know there was a lot of uh, grumbling <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it was, I, I, I just thought you know for the first one to take people into the middle of the exodus to, to, to be there wandering you know with these huge numbers of people and 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 livestock and everything else moving through a desert. Mm-hmm. It, it just, That's interesting it, it, you're honing in on that. <clears throat> well, you know, because I kind of feel like that's what humanity's doing now. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I, I believe that. I actually think that that looks like they're walking through it. I don't want to call it the void because it doesn't seem like the void, but it does seem like a, a different space. Um, I don't want to call it the space time, but there is something very, very interesting about where we're navigating or where, where this 
group collective is going. Uh huh. And they will have to find well, a different pretty- resource for uh, their food, in my opinion. And when you look at the manna, if I'm not mistaken, that's like it reminds me of monoatomic gold. But the idea behind that would be the philosopher's stone, or um, really something that can sustain you on an energetic scale where you don't really need the physical foods. I mean, I, maybe they have a different interpretation, but I see it differently. I see it more like alchem- alchemical changes in the body. Well, according to, you know, what I've read, it was it was um it was kind of like um it's kind of like snow. And they mm-hmm. were able to make it into a form of bread and eat the bread and it had everything they needed. <clears throat> and of course they had cattle and goats and everything with them. But the manna is what fed them over over all those forty years because of course they weren't, you know, gardening or anything. Mm-hmm. But um where else would you go in the past if you could go? Oh, I don't even know. Nothing appeals to me. I wanna I wanna go to a different space time world. I'd have to think about that. I really don't know. I do love ancient Egypt. I think I would like to be there at the at the building of the pyramids. I'd like to check that out. But yeah, the, the, great pyramid, yeah. the Great Pyramid That's was, me was another one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um I wanna go to before the flood too. Oh, that would be good. No, yeah, after, I'd like that. Yeah, to before the flood. I want to. I want to skip to that time frame where it was before the ice age and and the flood. You know, to go back forty thousand years mm-hmm. to see what the Earth was like. Um, that would be good. I think <clears throat> there are. I mean, you know, you think about you know the the assassination of Lincoln and stuff like. Nah, I don't want to do that. That I want to go to, to time frames where. Um, you know Pompeii. I'd mm-hmm. like to go to Pompeii That'd be good one. as as the volcano was erupting. Mhm. That or, would be very um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, the big change, and the that, big stuff, not the little stuff. The big stuff is what you're looking at. And even I would like to see. Yeah. Um, I'd like to dial in before the the so-called monitoring station called the Moon showed up, because supposedly we didn't have a moon. And all of a sudden, it it shows up. So I would like to see before that. I'd like to kind of look at that, what they were seeing before the the lunar energy showed up. Yeah, I I just think That's that. A- um, <clears throat> I mean, there was a time I understand that we had two suns. One of them was uh, Saturn. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. This, this goes Father way time. back thirty nine. 39,000 years or so. Yeah. Um, Isn't it interesting? Yeah. I think we have to do That's the gatekeeper. You know, Saturn is, you know, in my opinion, it can be a lot of restriction, a lot of confinement, depending on how you're working with the Uh energy. So that's interesting that that would be called a second sun. Apparently, it it was constantly in the sky so that that there was never darkness, that, Mm -hmm. that there was always light. And I think that goes kind of thirty eight forty thousand years, possibly probably farther back than that, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> yeah, uh, think about it and and uh if anybody's listening, you want to be a part of the remote viewing group that that probably will start it'll probably be a meditation a short meditation, no more than half an hour. Um, mm, those are good. Maybe yeah. once, 
maybe maybe once a week, maybe once a month. I don't know. Once a week, I think. If you're interested in being a part of it, um, send email me Barbara Delong at gmail dot com. I'll put you on the list and. I will notify everybody who was in the remote viewing group originally if they would like to become a part of the remote viewing that is time travel to um to to give us a to give us a well to send me as a, you know sign me up or you know I'll pass on it because uh we had almost 100 people last time. Yeah, you had a bunch of people that really did build up in it. Amazing. It it did. But I think mm-hmm. I think you know it's when you have a group of people. Oh, another one would be the Bosnian pyramid. Now that yeah, they, that they have updated to to forty thousand years, and mm-hmm. um, and and you know if we went as a group, um, what I love is that with group energy, even people who don't meditate get swooped along with everybody else, so that. So that mm-hmm. there is that energetic feeling, and and it would be, <clears throat> excuse me, the pollen got to me. It would be, um, uh, you know, on blog talk, and you'd get the address, and it would be private, and then I would make it public as soon as it got posted on the blog. But um, just to give you know your your feedback on what you saw, what you felt, what you you know what it was. Mm-hmm. I think it would be it would be um definitely there there are I'd even go to Mars. Oh yeah, Mars is good. Yeah, yeah that's a fun <laughs> one. Well, you know, it's kinda of like a yeah, that is time traveling beyond the illusion of space time. I mean, yeah. Beats being here right now. <laughs> <laughs> the well, mundane think, you know, let's get out of that. In 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 many ways um be fun to take well you know when we did the meditations i took everybody out of body so that mm-hmm. so that you know it was it, it it was easier to to pull energy together that way i think too go back with tepe is another place that mm-hmm. would be fun to look into i just <clears throat> but but Again, I want to go. I want to go way into the past because I think the Earth has so much history and stories to tell that just we haven't, you know, science hasn't been able to touch into because um, we seem to be blocked by that ice age and that comet that hit the Earth. And you know, come on, we, when we when all the plates were together and, and we were what Pangaea is that what they called it? Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Yeah, we got to do this. Well, just set it in motion and get it rolling. I'm happy to hop on, (laughs) check it out. It'll be fun. Nice little journey. uh, Like I I said, it's just the linear stuff. Is it will help people actually project out and go into a different a different realm. Excuse me, um, versus just being in this world of kind of we're talking about that that weird vibe that's going on where people are getting kind of. Tired. I think this will energize them, energetically speaking. Well, it is exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because we're isolated physically doesn't mean we have to be isolated spiritually. Mm-hmm. 
and and especially when you gather a group of people together um there is that that element of of an energetic group that is really quite profound and uh oh, yeah. <clears throat> i think it would be and and you know the element of atlantis comes in here too Mhm. That would be interesting. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But but I like I like better the uh the Crete Crete would be my you know the Mycenaean stuff would be interesting because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of stuff on that either. <clears throat> not that not, you know not I mean I I can't see going back to you know historical things that everybody's written about and knows about. I'd rather go into places where where there isn't that much information and there isn't that much knowledge as to what happened and just see what we can do. Darren Kuyu, um, they don't even know what those those caves, you know, um were. Mhm. Are you are you familiar with them? Not a whole lot. It's in Turkey and there are like thirteen stories underground that would have that would have um, <clears throat> held, I think, up to 5,000 people, along with livestock and everything. Mm, that's pretty cool. Oh, all underground. And, and, yeah, oh, yeah. But, but why were they underground? I mean, if the, if the world was covered with water, obviously they, you know, the, the tunnels would have flooded. Mm-hmm. But right. why, were, why were people underground? I mean, um, Ice Age... You can't put up enough food for that many people for a great length of time. Mm-hmm. So, but you know the world, the world has flopped, and and you know poles have changed, and and all sorts of stuff is going on. But the my 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 thing here is, <clears throat> we pulled apocalypse to look into, and. So what does apocalypse mean? Does it mean change? Does it mean upheaval? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't look it up. Um, it might that's be based on your state of consciousness to some degree. You think about it. Well, apocalyptic yeah. is always you know for foreboding <laughs> in the illusion of. <laughs> I mean, I. But, you I know, we're kind of uh, remote viewing. We're kind of remote viewing revelations, really. In a sense, you know, we're kind of time traveling into that through this discussion to some degree, looking at it yeah. through their eyes or, or accessing it. I do agree with you. I think that it has a lot to do with uh, whether it's psychedelics or something like that, where yeah, altered states of consciousness induced once again to uh, perceive some kind of a, a situation or or event, and somebody scribing a lot of the data. We just talked about this the okay, last time. So, it really, <clears throat> go ahead. So here's. Here's what apocalypse means, a cosmic cataclysm in which God destroys. Nah, it's not God. We're not talking God here. Apocalypse, a great disaster. Yeah, a sudden and very bad event that causes much fear, loss, or destruction. Hmm. See, I don't feel like we're going through that. Well, there's a transition happening. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, absolutely there's a big transition happening. Totally agree with you. But in order to build something new, you have to tear down the old. Correct. 
so so that that we're seeing you know upheaval doesn't mean that that you know all is lost we're all you know going to hell in a handbasket it just means that we have the opportunity now to build something better correct i agree but the problem that i'm seeing is that the people that are trying to do all this or orchestrating some of it uh perpetuating the issue may not want evolution in consciousness they might want to shut everybody down into more of a uh, I don't want to say extinction, but but basically not evolving, you know, a stasis of no evolution. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at people going in in reverse versus going in and on and into a, an ascended state of consciousness where we need to be. We need to be way beyond the spectrum that we're, we're at here. So who knows? But I think oh, yeah. you had some points. I think you made some good points there. Well, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. And the thing is, the people that are um, the, quote, one world order people, I think what what amuses me is that these are these people this 1% think they're at the top of the food chain and they're not they're being manipulated by above them and then above them mm-hmm. they aren't the top so, of the hierarchy and and no, so <laughs> yes yeah, so for a time they are going to feel that they are empowered but mm-hmm. But that's not the case. They're not. I agree. Yeah, they're puppets. So yeah, very excitable so, actually too, from a cosmic oh, viewpoint. Oh yeah. And and I think that, that that in many ways, you know, common humanity, us us common folk, are looking almost as though we are cat, cannon fodder, but we're not. No, and we're not. Common. And without us, misperception too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, without us, they don't have anything. True. So, I mean, the pyramid they is, need the us. base of the pyramid is important. Yeah, the, the the mass collective is the foundation. They're the base of the pyramid. So when you take mm-hmm. away that, there's nothing. There's nothing left, really. But yeah, they're making some stupid mistakes on the timeline. But you know, that's their problem. But I have noticed uh, that it's going to implode at some point. But I think this is where we have the breakaway star seed types consciousness, and you know, certain people are just determined to keep ascending and evolving and growing and um, some people are not, so we'll just see where that rolls on the timeline. But I find it to be a good opportunity to expand in consciousness and, and really decide what you want to do on the timeline while you're here um, through all this straining. I mean, people are being forced to look at something they may not want to look at, but that also makes them more enlightened in the sense of being able to make a journey someplace else that's that's much more beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I've always felt, that this... Uh the quarantine was it was a wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. to to really get into yourself to write books to to do new stuff to stretch yourself to um i think i've written at least two or three books in my head someday i must actually <laughs> put them on paper <laughs> but, or at least put them on but, a video recorder or something yeah <clears throat> yeah it it it's it's sort of like um, it's, it's a time for us to get to know ourselves, and and uh, these times where there's sadness, it's it's a matter of uh, learning to recognize that it's not a personal thing, that that you're 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 being enveloped by an energy you don't have to accept. Right, it's not a condition. Yeah, <clears throat> but but. Initially, when this hit me three or four days ago, 
it was like, oh crap, what's wrong? You know, mm-hmm. is, is my is my life falling apart? Is it, no, my life is great. Mm-hmm. But but you know, so so it's like okay, so where is this coming from? And and somebody said it's human. Somebody said to me, you know, you're just experiencing the sadness of humanity. Well, humanity had better wake up because it's a wonderful time for change. It's a wonderful time for growth. It's an amazing mm-hmm. time to make changes in your life. And I think that, that the, the you know, are there, cons- that yes, there are conspiracies going on. Absolutely there are. But, but it's, it's really, it's a game for these people. So step back and let them play their game. Um, yeah, don't play their know, game. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, be, don't be triggered by something. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I see people wearing masks and not wearing masks and wearing two masks and, you know, <clears throat> trying to sanitize uh, that's everything. That's paranoia. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. Well, I, fear you know, is a big I, deal. There's a lot of fear going on and that's no good. That's unhealthy. It is. And, and, you know, um, I have friends that have, that have put up enough food for a year. I have mm-hmm. other friends that that are sure we're not going to have to put up food for a year. I will admit, I have a couple of shelves of canned goods. And yeah, I think that's <clears> common <throat> sense. Period. Whether you know whether it's a, a storm, a snowstorm, or something else, you know, if you look uh-huh. at it like that. But, but it's it's just. Um, you know, when you look at uh, all the tankers that are being held offshore and mm-hmm. goods not coming into the stores, and uh, it's humanity is amazing. We will survive whatever we're exposed to. And we're hard to kill. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are. Some of us are. Well, it's true, and and you know when you you see these. They're they're terrifying everybody with the variants and everything else. And 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 I'm not saying that there isn't flu out there and there isn't variant out there because there is, but there always has been. Now this last one. Yeah, there's always weaponization of flu too. Yeah, it's just becoming crazy. You know, I'm at the point where I'm just I'm not even amused by it. I just kind of I'm bored with it. It's like a cat toy. I'm just. I better have to focus on um, not really paying attention, really, to be honest with you. I'm just navigating and, and uh, just doing what I do as a multidimensional being, and I'll I'll cross that path when I get to it if something gets in my way. That's how I function normally. But. Well, we're really fortunate in that we do podcasts, so we can do those from mm-hmm. home. That's right. Uh, you know, I just... Uh, and and you know nightlight has grown and it's it's very exciting to watch and you know it's it's kind of like we have a voice that a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. and and i think that's it's amazing that the one place where there isn't or or shouldn't be um cens- censorship um, you know, we can put out there positive information. We can put out there insightful spiritual stuff. We can put out there fun spiritual stuff. Um, 
and and it's all not gloom and doom. I, I and you know, actually, Nightlight did get censured. Um, really, a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Yes. For what? Was it my? Was it me? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it it was interesting. I did a show with Gary Wayne on COVID oh. and end times. Mm-hmm. And and um, I can't imagine anything that he said that that was in any way um, controversial, and yet mm-hmm. the show was taken off of YouTube. However, oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, any anybody interested in the show can find it on any of iHeartRadio, it's on TalkStream Live, it's still on Blog Talk. The only way it is the only place it is not is on YouTube because it was removed. But it's still on well, censor for twenty anything. or thirty yeah. <clears throat> it's it's still on, you know, thirty or well, twenty or thirty servers. So you can find the Gary Wayne show on, on COVID and End Times. It was a it was a very interesting show. But in mm-hmm. no way did it did it attack the system or anything like that? You, he mentioned the C word. That's why. Uh-huh. That's it was. Yep. Yeah. Because oh, heaven forbid you mention that. I call it the Psy virus. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you, you're better off on Rumble at this point because they'll censor for anything. YouTube's very weird about censoring anything. At this point, it's just really just off the rails when it comes down to censorship. That's stupid. <clears throat> and and you know, people are just like you know, there's so many other platforms that they're just hurting themselves. They keep doing that, in my opinion. Well, there's so many other things well, I to choose think, from. Every time I turn around, there's another platform for people to use. So it's kind of like we don't need it. It's it's dumb. Well, I think what, you know, because we have 20 different servers, um, mm-hmm. and it's still on Blog Talk, um, and most mm-hmm. of the servers pull from Blog Talk, and Blog Talk has never censored me. And well, um, so so it, it's kind of, you know, I was very upset, and then I thought, I actually thought, I have arrived. You know, YouTube actually listened to a show and was offended and took it off. I mean, I really feel like that was, a, in a way, a compliment that, you know, at least somebody at YouTube listened to the show. So it was kind of, I I, I realize I should, you know, be contrite, but I'm not. I'm very flattered that, you know. But they took a very good show down. The stuff they do is just like... Really, really childish. I mean, I don't have time to play with these kids and the water wings and the, and, you know, the shallow end of the pool. Uh-huh. Come on, guys. This is no good. Let's grow up here. Uh, <laughs> they just don't. You know, it's like censoring scholars. And I'm just, you know, just li- giving you the idea of people who are very intelligent. Uh, Gary Wayne's fabulous. So you have somebody like him getting censored by people. that It's just like, you know, have some respect, have some courtesy, agree to disagree and just let it go. But people can't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, this is. Very strange timeline of of it's almost like persecution to be, to be honest. So it's very interesting. Well, to me, it was it just meant that the show was really even better than I thought it was. So mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I was very flattered. But but um, to be to to be in in any field where censorship is, I mean, I can understand it if we we had cursed a lot and put a lot of profanity and. And and porn out there, I could see censoring me for that, but you know, chances of that happening with Nightlight is just you know slim to none. But but the, and there are things that that don't belong out there. But but the opinion of 
a scholar um doesn't you know doesn't seem to fit that uh whatever and and I swear to you I mean I I was there I was talking to him it it never even found that he I I didn't feel that he was even critical of um any of the stuff that was going on mm-hmm. so uh, it 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 <clears throat> it blew me away and then I was very flattered but uh I think that that these are times in which um there's a great deal of of muscle going into news and and um even podcasts are getting are getting censored but uh there there's there are very few ways where people can get their work out there especially authors other than podcasts these days so oh that's true you know, even if you self publish i mean yeah no, i agree with you on that but this is the same old storyboard i mean they used to do that back in the old days even even you know in the pioneering spirits of the american revolution were like that they were always getting censored too and you'd be surprised i had ancestors that were writers that wrote for their I guess they wrote all kinds of things, and they were they were like underground writers. <laughs> it's really funny. I looked at my heritage, my heritage on my mother's side, and it's really fascinating. So yeah, because they were always censoring back then. Well, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, they get they get rough. You know, um, yeah, they they ruin people's careers, especially oh, yeah. um, you know, people with the news. Um, it, they're very careful about what they say and. And they have to be if they want you know if they want the show to stay on the air they have to they have to comply to a great degree. That's a shame. We have greater flexibility. That's going on. Well, I think what really bothers me the most is that it used to be with newspapers. Anyhow, um, they used to have, or I don't know if it was a rule or just their policy, but before somebody before a newspaper could publish a story, they had to have three independent resources before they could publish the story. Mhm. Now that's that's not the case anymore. Um mm-hmm. you yeah. know they they hear a rumor and they they publish it. They don't check it out. Mm-hmm. They don't research it. I mean <clears throat> news reporters are no longer really news reporters. They are um you know people that just read what they're given. And, mm-hmm. and you know there there are you know some uh, Carl Krautheimer, um, what used to be on Fox, he's passed away, but he was he was brilliant, um, mm-hmm. and and you know a couple of other people that that you know really do the digging, really do the research, really you know check their material out before they put it before the public. I mean it's to the point now where you don't know really where to go for the truth and and. You know, you have to try to dig it out yourself, and then you don't even know if what you're digging on the internet is is the truth either. So, it is a bit befuddling. Right. Well, I think it just gets back to the gnosis and the higher evolution in consciousness, and being able to decode and look and see what's truth based and what's not. But yeah, I mean, there's so much propaganda. I call it propaganda these days because much of it is. So yeah, I, I don't listen to anything with mainstream at all. I'm, I'm, I don't even pay attention to it. I I'm in another universe most of the time. Like I said, I'm like I try to keep it like two ships that pass in the night. I really do. I do my thing, they do their thing, and we just move along. Um, well, that's that's a good way. <laughs> I to try. Go. It's the way yeah, it's, it's supposed it's... to go, in my opinion. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be. But well, you know, I you know your books are are all you know focused on on 
transformation and ascendance and and mm-hmm. getting into the you know your connection with source and I think that you know this is a, a great time for people to to you know seek out this kind of material and and Solaris has written three or four great books and and a Halloween book is which is fabulous by the way um thank you and and it is a time for self discovery and and I think so many people think that you know I have to be in a class to do this or I have to you know be in a, a you know a certain with a certain teacher or guru or whoever and the reality is you're your own best teacher you're you you know exactly what you need and you know go find it don't don't look for somebody to tell you what to believe research and make up your own minds and i think that's that's what frustrates me the most you know people who you know want to find a person to teach them as opposed to doing the research and you know everybody has a, a different portal inside of them that takes them to that source to takes them to the to the the connection with the infinite and and it it's it's something that that they have to discover by themselves they can't someone can't do it for you um mm-hmm. i had people well, there's once, plenty of resources people, out there i swear you know so much oh, to yeah. access plenty of data to go for for people there are great Besides books out you know. there Mm-hmm. I, I had uh, I had a meditation group for 17 years, and there was one man in it who came into the meditation once, and he said, "Everybody, kind of give me room because someone has raised my Kundalini, and I can't be around lower energy too much." Oh, brother, <laughs> get out! <laughs> oh, he That's paid funny. he paid big bucks to have his Kundalini risen, and. Brother. You know, that I, I sound and, right. and, no, I, it wasn't. You know, it was kind of like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the lady that wanted me to to mend her aura. It had been ripped, and she was hysterical because the woman who usually mended it for her was gone. And could I mend it for her? And I said, Well, how is it ripped? And she said, Oh, I don't know, but I know it's torn. I can feel it. And she 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 usually mends it for five hundred dollars. And I said, Are you serious? Oh my <laughs> Wow. And I said, how, how often do you tear your aura? <laughs> and she said, oh, God, at least once a month. And I said, okay, I tell you what, I will mend it for you. And 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 I said, because I have a special going on, um, I will mend it. I will mend it to you for free, and I will guarantee that it will never tear again. I will put a special spell on it. So that your aura cannot be ripped, or 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 torn, or penetrated in any way, shape, or form. And um, I said, I'll guarantee it. And she said, Are you serious? You can do that? I said, I can do it as well as the woman that has been mending it for you for sure. And so I, I took her through a short meditation, and I I did a little whatever. And she said, Oh my God. How, how many thousands of dollars do I owe you? I said, you don't owe me anything. And she said, well, there has That's to be crazy. payment. I said, I said, I said, absolutely, there is payment. And she said, what is the payment? I said, you have to find a worthy cause once a month and donate your time to it. The month that you don't donate your time, 
is the month the spell breaks. Mm-hmm. And I saw Which her. Is- I saw her three years later, and she said, "My aura hasn't torn, and I've met wonderful people by volunteering my time once a month. It's not a big deal." And she said, "I will." do this the rest of my life. And I said, you got a good aura. <laughs> well, that's a happy ending. Yeah, she had to give, I said, you're paying forward. So, you know, it's, uh, I, there, there, are, there are people out there that are just so unethical and they, they snag people and they, they, I just, I feel so bad that there are those kinds of people there. But there are. But, but, as far as as humanity goes, I think that that we're on a, an amazing pathway, and and I think that there is a sense of awareness that is coming. That is, you know, people are finding their personal power, and so long as they don't assert it physically, so long as they are are utilizing their personal power in a very positive way, I think there's a great deal to be said for humanity in the direction we're going in. Well, it'll be an interesting ride, there's no doubt. Uh, we'll just see what transpires, but I see a lot of transition. I just see a lot of change transition, a lot of people moving on, whether it's transferring out or just other things. And um, It's fine. Uh-huh. You know, things are things are moving. They have to. You can't stay in the same space-time all the time. I mean, it's just I, I find that most of us are beings like myself have outgrown this place, and it's it's becoming redundant, you know, nonproductive almost to be here. Um, that's just the way I look at it. But I find that I think that's what's going on, too. I think there's some breakaways happening. And we'll see what happens. I mean, the idea behind people being controlled is, uh, you know, once again, nobody has the right to do that. So that's got to be looked at unless people just want to be part of that situation where they want, you know, some kind of a leash. Well, so. you know, there are, I mean, these the, the people that are um, theoretically um, this this 1%, this one world order group, um, I think some of them have come out of Bohemian Grove. Um, some of them are, are, you know, parts of the, um, the elitists that, that have come out of Europe. I think that, that, you know, there is a, a large group of very wealthy people that think, that think they're in control. And, and what I find fascinating is that I know they're not. And yet, no. they feel they are, they are manipulating even the world situation, and they're not. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I I know that that um, there are there are I mean I know that there are there is also an alien presence here on the planet. I'm just not sure how intensive it is. Mm-hmm. Well, we look at the extraterrestrial intelligence. And I've talked about that before. We're the extensions of the visitors, so we are the alien intelligence here, indirectly. But that's part of the alien intelligence I've been writing about. But, you know, yeah, there's all kinds of cosmic origins here, uh, cloaked, so to speak. And I think most of us have that within our DNA structure. But once uh-huh. again, slept under amnesia, under hypnosis, not being aware of it, not just walking in a trance most of the time, complying with things they shouldn't be complying with and not questioning. So, yeah, seeking insofar as just finding information that will help activate their own divinity, I think would be a huge deal. Um, it gives them an opportunity to wake up. Really snap out of the dream. Snap out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that it's 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 fascinating to me. It's fascinating to watch. I, I am 
so blown away by by the changes that are going on and and how things are shifting around i mm-hmm. you know when you see things um i think what gets me is you you see a lot of projects that have been stopped because of because of what's going on and yet mm-hmm. there are black ops that are are full speed going ahead that the general public isn't aware of so that nope. so that we're not really at a, at the standstill that that it appears that we're that we're at so it's almost as though um I, I don't know if black ops is the right word, but um, I don't know what else I would call it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right. I, I I do feel that, that that there are projects that deal with even even Mars that mm-hmm. that you know are, are 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 barreling ahead. I feel that there is a great deal of um, activity below the surface mm-hmm. and yep. that, that we're, we're now um are you are you familiar at all with skinwalker ranch what's going on there well i've heard of the uh, paranormal activity or so-called things that go on which connect into extraterrestrials but in my opinion i think it's just a beta test for directed energy weapons and exotic technologies that's what it sounds yeah, like yeah anyway. that's yeah, that was that was the feeling I got when when they were mm-hmm. talking about their their frequency stuff and everything that that there is definitely some sort of um, complex that is underneath that particular part of the country that mm-hmm. you know has things seeping out so that it is affecting um, the people on the ranch. I mean, some people got um, radiation burns and some people got. Um, and, and here again, it's the frequency stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I keep going back to the frequency stuff. Uh, one of the one of the people who works on the ranch had um, his brain start to swell. And, and his, oh, that's directed energy his, weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, like you know, I kind of yeah I and I kept I kept you know watching it saying. You know, but that's energy. That's that's frequency stuff. That's and they did get around to um, uh, to measuring a lot of the frequencies, and and mm-hmm. they did find that they were they were you know just blown out of the water with them. So again, here's where here's where I think that that a lot of stuff is being tested on humanity, and we don't even know it. And that's why yeah. the animals. You know, acting so strangely. Um, I would love to know if anybody else out there has animals that have gone slightly crazy lately, because um, I know when I saw my cats fighting, it was just it was it was phenomenal. My cats don't fight. I mean, they're brother and sister. That's really weird. Yeah, I was going to say that is strange. But I kind of wonder if there's not an anomaly besides that. Um, If there's something Earth change related where you're at physically, that is something to look at. In my opinion, the animals are the first ones to go just crazy when it comes down to that. Whether there's a big change or something massive happening underground, you know, it could be. I, I don't discount the direct energy weapons or anything like that either, because I know they're deploying those. They're doing aerial warfare. I know that. So the animals would probably be susceptible, susceptible to that. Excuse me. But uh, very interesting, you know. Just, 
That's no good. Well, the 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 one thing that you know I'm closest to (laughs) is the New Madrid fault line. (laughs) Right. That's what I mean. Well, I can't believe the universe, but my point is that yeah, paying attention to that while the animals are going a little strange. How are the birds doing? Um. Well, we've just come into. I actually, I haven't seen that many birds, and and I used and, and there used to be a lot of them here, but we're in fall, so okay. some of them have, you know, gone south. But now I am south, so I don't know how far south they go. But, um, the the birds are are not as frequent here as they have been in the past. Um, I just I know that. Uh, what was the other thing I read just a while back? Um. That that they that a lot of the wildlife was kind of migrating out of Yellowstone, which, well, which to me is, uh, I think it was the buffalo that they were they, mm. or the deer they they were just you know calmly walking up the road and and out of Yellowstone, which um, would say they know something we don't know. And how how recent was that? Um. Probably it, it was sometime within the last year. Okay, um, so okay. Hmm, that's it's interesting. Not, it's not it, it's not within the last ten minutes or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's definitely they're migrating out. So that that would say to me because animals seem to have a a way of reading the energy. Mm-hmm. For the first time. Um, well, it's like the Usually. snakes in China. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. But uh definitely pay attention, yeah. Yeah, I just I just I, I still am am befuddled by 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 hearing just in one day so many different situations where animals were turning on one another and you know, these are animals that were you know, mild mannered, sweet animals that, you know, would never hurt anybody and then suddenly hmm. they take off on people. And, uh, that is strange. I would pay attention to that for sure. And yeah, find out anybody listening out there if they're having issues like that. That would be interesting to see where the patterns are. I mean, I it took me three weeks um, to calm my cats down, wow. so that I, so that they, so that they would be in the same room with one another. My and goodness, that's terrible! They, wow. Oh. There was a while there where I would have, one would be closed in my bedroom, the other would have the run of the house, and every six hours I switched it around. I mean, they just they couldn't eat in the same room. They couldn't, they, I mean, they were really, um, and we're talking, you know, we're not not just talking, you know, let's, let's, let's wrestle a little. We're talking teeth and claws. So, um, good, you know. No, mm. and and you know it, it was kind of like I've I've never been through anything like that with my with my animals. They've never no. they've never done that. So, um, so so you know I'm just wondering if some kind of if, an energy there, no doubt. You you get more exactly. technological, which is what I would say, versus a supernatural force. You don't think there's anything like that, and you're psychic enough to know if there's something different, like supernatural forces in the house. That might be agitating them. Yeah, no. Um, as 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 best as I can gather, 
the house is about as clean as it could possibly be. I was going to say, even, uh, coming from you, I, I can't see that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, so even with a cemetery in the backyard, none of those folks have visited. Well, they're not there. Come on. I wouldn't hang out <laughs> yeah, in the cemetery either. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know. They they go where the party is, whatever whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they don't sit by their headstones and wait for people to come by to visit. You know, they go visiting. That's right. So, um, you know, it, it's it's you know, I, I just love having a cemetery back there. But um, no, there's nothing metaphysically going on. So I mm-hmm. immediately go to the energetic. The uh, I, I keep coming back to harp. I don't know why I keep coming back mm-hmm. to harp, but I keep coming back to harp. And mm-hmm. and um, I almost want to. I I know that 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 tsunami that hit Haiti a number of years ago. I know that was harp. No oh, direct question. energy weapon for sure. Yeah, they have all kinds of and, electromagnetic pulse weapons and such that can control for sure steer things. So I'm wondering if the um, the earthquake in Chile um, was harp too. I, I just but but this frequency thing, it just feels like there is a frequency that's being beamed out. I don't know if it's global. I don't. I know that that you know the only people that I have contact with really, that you know as far as the animal goes, um, are, are in the U.S. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there is something going on, and and I know that there were studies on different um, ethnic backgrounds on on triggering violence within men, especially not women, but men, and and it seemed that that they were they were finding that some ethnic groups were more were more prone to violence at certain frequencies. And my feeling is that they're they're starting to utilize it to, um, and so I'm I'm watching to see if there are um, riots or or you know things going on abnormally mm-hmm. frequently over the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it seems like it. I've noticed that just from the bits of like media footage that I see here and there. I mean, there's all kinds of weird going on, people, you know, smash and grab and stealing and, you know, all kinds of strange with that. So the behavior has definitely shifted. And I agree. I mean, when I look at the satellite systems, you know, I'm always suspicious of all the deployment of the Starlink, for example, and some other satellite systems that I know have been weaponized to some degree or certainly can be. So you've got that going on where you have all these uh, weapon systems above our heads and people don't even pay attention to that. But that's a big one, too. So, yeah, I think things have changed significantly since the shutdown. And that's when all the satellites started going up, if you remember. And I've always pointed that out. Everybody's probably tired oh, yeah. of me pointing it out, but I do <laughs> every time. I mean, it's there's, just, you know. there's almost uh, a network of satellites mm-hmm. around the, around the globe. Yeah. That that almost that almost feels like the, they could be all activated to create a shield or something else. Um, I just don't think we've been told the truth about a lot of that stuff. So um, it, it's it's uh, it's sort of it's it's really weird because it does feel like the government is. You, you know how a long time ago they did a thing on on you know 
should they tell the the American public about the UFOs and and the military decided that that we couldn't cope with the information. And I get the feeling that we're in that same sort of position now um with with what we've got out there in space. Um Mm-hmm. We're not being told about the, the 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 space force. We're not being told about um, what the satellites are really for. Uh, no, they were and, never and classified. That's why. Yeah, but that's yeah. why I wrote my book, either remote black operations in Area 52. I mean, my book touches mm-hmm. on all the electromagnetic pulse weapons. Back in 2008, I published that, and it has everything to do with where I've been with technology, weaponization of what they've done. And the, and the types of technologies they can use to interface targets of interest, which, of course, are triangulating remotely via satellite. So, yeah, it's it's there. Believe me, that stuff's real. And, and the reason they don't talk about it, yeah, people would have meltdowns if they realized they were being test, tested or experimented on, whether it's through directed energy weapons or psychological operations or fake ETs. I mean, my goodness. So, yeah, if you look at it, it's crazy. And now there's, they've got like Pinocchio, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they can't complain because they're so much, you know, their nose is so big now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I it. I totally believe that I've forgotten who who it was that said it, but one of the 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 next thing we had to worry about, what the the next thing that would unite the globe would be um, an invasion from outer space, and oh. I firmly believe that 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 they will holographically create that invasion. Oh yeah, it'll and be a it'll project just, blue beam or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll only be it'll be holographic. It will not be a real one. And but it'll look real. I mean, if anybody, I forget I forget what show it was. It was probably one of the um, award shows, and it goes back a number of years. But Celine Dion sang sang a uh, a duet with Elvis Presley, and he it, he it, he was holographically um, oh, yeah. projected, mm-hmm. and it looked like. They were singing together. It was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Michael and Jackson one? That's phenomenal. The one in Vegas? No. The hologram? Oh, check it out on YouTube. It looks amazing. Better than, like, going to a concert with him real. I mean, I like <laughs> Michael Jackson's work. But it's really interesting. But, yeah, they can make more money dead than alive, at least the people that have bought their, I don't know if it's intellectual property or not, but they're using them as holograms now to perform. So somebody's making some big bucks. I think it's a, a very good idea in a sense of how to make money, but yeah, it's amazing. But you know, when you, when when you can do it holographically, better than a live show, um, you really don't need the entertainer. That's correct. I think they're figuring that out. Just like they want everything to be artificial intelligence related, and and that uh, they, they consider mankind, to some degree, in my opinion, expendable. So we're looking at that as well, like, uh, you know, I think that's part of this well, uh, culling of the herd, so to speak. Oh, well, the planet is definitely being culled, but, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I am I know that it feels like, I don't know if it's the case, but it feels like minorities are, are targeted more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that and, of course, the older generation, of which I am a part, so, well, um, I think anybody over fifty is targeted now. I think it's like Logan's Run, except they've it's it's like every anybody over fifty. <laughs> Did you see that movie, Logan's Run? Because it does. Oh my God! They were like know, really young. It was a good movie. At thirty, they at at thirty they went really into young, the yeah. chamber. I, I think, think it was, was thirty. Probably, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. 
but that was a good movie. We knew, we knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that so, was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I mean, someone like Green and all those other classics. Kind of looking at it sideways oh. now. You know, they're wanting to use people for compost when they transfer out, and I don't know. It's just getting kind of yeah. kind of sci-fi weird, kind of sideways to me. This world, but you know, just observe well, it. Well, you know, Silent Green is another classic that that everybody should mm-hmm. watch, actually. Um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's. It's really it's fascinating because I've always said, and I firmly believe that science fiction is the way that they get us ready for what's actually coming. Mm-hmm. And yep. and you know and you know Star Trek and the doors that open and shut and now every time you go into a mall the doors open and shut for you and you don't think anything of it. And or you know, even a cell phone. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so you know, a lot of that technology, it became reality. And I think that, that when you look at a lot of the science fiction, and, and of course, my, one of my favorite movies of all time is Avatar. So, mm. and and I, I don't know why that that didn't make bigger money than it did, because I think it's fabulous. Well, I it, that did. And I inter- yeah. it, it did. That and Interstellar, did you see that one? I don't think I actually saw Interstellar, to be honest with you, but um, I'm sure it's an interesting movie. I like the music to it. I know that much. I don't think I actually physically saw the movie, or if I did, I only saw like 10 minutes of it. I wasn't wasn't really big on checking it out. It wasn't grab. No, Interstellar no, was worth watching. Don't think. Is it? Okay, well, I'll check it out sometime. I know I like the soundtrack, um, though. I've heard it on uh, YouTube, so I like that. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I think that, that humanity is coming to a point in time here where there are there are wonderful changes coming. There are things that we're not going to like that that we have every right in the world to say no to, and will. Mm-hmm. And I, I think most of humanity doesn't realize that that not only do we have the power, but we have the right to say no. And if mm-hmm. enough of us say no, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be sitting there with their pants down because, you know, if if they can't get us to kowtow if they can't get us to become cannon fodder um then they're stuck and mm-hmm. and i and i do and i do believe that will happen because i i i give humanity um more credit than most i think that uh, mm-hmm. there is a spirit within all of us and and you know we will fight in 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 whatever way is possible and it doesn't have to be violent it can just be saying no and mm-hmm. uh you know it it's if enough say no or if enough you know have different opinions um it's going to be an interesting time i'm 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 looking forward to it i'm uh, you know it's it's uncertain so there's a little bit of you know i don't know but um the uncertainty you know kind of makes everybody you know a little more aware of what's going on i i would mm-hmm. i would you know Say to everybody, watch for the energies, watch for the changes, watch for, you know, the shifts that are going to be happening. And um, I, I think being a watcher at this time is a really good idea because the, the more oh, yeah. you watch, the more, the more aware, yeah, the more aware you become. And you know, mm-hmm. take the time to to grow and to stretch and to 
get inside yourself and and become more aware of yourself and and your connection to to the source because it is it's an amazing time. And, and when you get right down to it, those of us that are here on this planet at this time volunteered to be here for a reason. I know you say that, but I don't think I did. Maybe you did. <laughs> if you hadn't been, me- if you weren't meant to be here, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Is I don't think I'm supposed to be here. That's another thing. That's a long story. That's okay. okay. <laughs> well, I just, you know, yeah, I, I, I am fascinated by what's going on, and and oh, it's I, interesting. I, yeah, it's, it's an interesting timeline. Yeah. It really is, and and uh, you know the um, the lessons that are going on, and, and the, the changes that are happening, and watching. You know, so often you hear about what you know the changes that happened in the past, but you you've never actually, I've never, to my knowledge, been a part of the changes of of, of watching them evolve and grow and change, and and you know there, there, there there's a reason. I think all of us are here. And and you know, um, you probably don't feel like you belong because you have a greater awareness of of who you are, above and beyond being human. Um, the rest of us don't. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I, I just uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, or you got bumped. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, you missed you missed your actual plane. You took the next one, and oh my God, you didn't right. know where you were going. It was a detour. <laughs> Never again, Barbara. Never again. Oh well, <laughs> look at what look at what you've been through, though, because you are so ex- exceptional. I mean, that you survived what you went through is is the cool thing. That's true. I did survive. That which does not kill us well, you, makes us very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, it's hard hard to kill. Hard to kill. Well, you know, and the point being that that um you know, you have so much to share with other people. Your books are great. And well, and you. you know, I I blindly steal from them. So okay. uh you know. Oh, I, I have no shame. I tell everybody, you know, that you're the source. But um oh, you're so I use Oh, well hey. You know, credit where credit's due. Um, I just uh, your your is transmutation through ascension. Is that that's the one yep, that, that I love the most? Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, I do too. I love that. Book. That 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 is a textbook. That is definitely everybody should read that because it is it is just it's it's outstanding. That in your Halloween well, book. Um, <laughs> everybody likes that Halloween book. I like it too. It's fun. I enjoy it. Thanks. Well, I think it shows another perspective of you too, which I think is mm-hmm. is is important. You know, I mean, it's a wonderful story. The the illustrations are gorgeous, and you know, when you when you think of who you are and what you've been through, that you can write a story that is that sweet and that is that um, informative for children is is really amazing. And then, then, well, then you have all the other intellectual stuff, which is really cool. But, you know, you expect that. My mind spins in a lot of directions. But, yeah, it was a great <laughs> great time to just have some decompression and write that book, the children's book. It was really good. 
Well, you may be you may be writing another book about your new puppy. I have a feeling that he's going to be a large uh, part of your life. So. Yeah, we'll see how large he gets, Barbara. <laughs> I guess he'll be a big dog. Oh my gosh! Well, you said he had small paws, his, so maybe he won't be as big as yeah. we think. Yeah. yeah. No, the paws the paws were small, so so he won't be carrying a barrel of brandy, but a flask, perhaps. Okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed our time, and we are we are almost out. So, you want to give everybody all of the places you are and how to get a hold of you. Oh well, thank you. First of all, thank you. It was a wonderful show as always. And everybody, <laughs> I'm over at um, my website, Nightshadow Anomaly Detectives, and my radio show is Hyperspace at KCUR on Friday night, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. I also have Raven Star Switching Hour, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on Saturdays, and. I'm, I'm always enjoying connecting with you, Barbara, for the show. I, I always look forward to it every month. It's great. You get to dive into all kinds Wait. of things. <laughs> well, you get you get to pick the next the next chapter that we go into right. and avoid. Uh. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, really. We'll come in for ten minutes and then we move on. <laughs> well, so it's what kind always of good to have it, in the classroom. It, it, uh-huh. It's good to have a jumping off place, and. Sure. Um, you know, maybe maybe by next time, let's see, that would be the end of December. Maybe I'll I'll have figured out, you know, how many places we can we can time travel to, and uh, set it up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that so, for the new year. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Anybody interested in doing a time travel meditation once a month uh, with us? Uh, Send me send me uh, an email at thatbarbaradelong dot com and Bar- no not 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 there barbaradelong at gmail dot com and um, if you want to check out what the remote viewing looked like uh, it's uh, there's a remote viewing button on my website and that's barbaradelong dot com check that out and uh, the show along with all of the other great shows with the exception of the Gary Wayne that got took down. Um, will be up on YouTube tomorrow. And uh, I look forward to uh, another adventure with you in uh, at the end of December. And uh, thank That's you right. so much. Oh, listen, this has been such a joy, as always. And um, My pleasure. So, so thank you for tonight. Thank you, well, everybody, thank you. for... Thank you, everybody, for being with us, and please join us again uh, last Sunday of the month in December, and we'll keep you posted on all of the other adventures that we may decide to get into. Good night now.